the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today I have with me special guest, Jack Watts. We're going to discuss his new book, The Three Comma Story. It's going to leave you intrigued, encouraged, and challenged for you to be the best you you can be in these dark and trying times that we're living in today. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Jack Watts here on The Christian View. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Right. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. <laughs> because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. The Christian View. Hi, and welcome to The Christian View. I'm your host, Dr. Trudy, and I just want to thank you all for inviting us into your home. And if you're watching on YouTube or listening by podcast or radio, I just want to say thank you. We take today's hot and challenging topics in weight against the Word of God because God has a view today, and it needs to be heard more than ever, I think. I have an amazing guest with me today. Um, his name is Jack Watts. Thank you for coming today. You're welcome. Glad to be here. Um, we've known each other for 30 Years. Right. That is so hard to believe. We met, um, this is a fun story, y'all. We met years ago at the YMCA in Atlanta. I was a fitness coach and you were working out and we became friends and here we are 30 years later. 30 years later. It's great. And you haven't aged. <laughs> Neither have you. Well, I got gray hair, so obviously I, at least I've got hair. Yes, at least you've got hair. My husband and son were talking the other day, and my, uh, my, my son said, You know, dad is, my dad's pretty cool. The only thing that he's missing is hair. I'm like, okay, well, you don't have hair, but you do. So um, anyway, that was a funny note. But um, Jack, you've been in the industry, the Christian industry, publishing industry, for 20-plus years. Is that right? 40. 40 years. And you've written 26 books? 29. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your story, because obviously I'm getting the numbers wrong. I was never good at math. So <laughs> anyway. Well, um, My first book is Hi, My Name is Jack, and it's uh, my memoir, and in writing it, uh, even though I worked with all of these Christian ministries for all of, all of those years, I just had some issues and some personal things that were, you know, that were difficult so that I had essentially a business life in my real life. Right. And uh, the name of the book, Hi, My Name is Jack, is code. Because when you go to a meeting, uh, you say, Hi, my name is Jack, and I'm an alcoholic. Right. So this is a story of, of recovery. But it isn't just about my personal recovery. It's about my family story also. Okay. And a lot of people read it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was the um, inspirational memoir of the year in 2011, and Simon and Schuster published it. So that's a big deal because yes, that's one of the huge. big. That's, yeah, that's a big deal. Right. And um, people that, re- of course, when I wrote it, I was terrified. I, you know that people would 
you know, reject me and think I was an awful person, everything. But I got the exact opposite effect. Mm -hmm. People were like, oh, I can't believe you were that candid. I can't. Of course, I had an editor who was Stephen King's editor and she was a young girl. And she um, um, she said, well, you got to dig deep on this. I want to know what your part in this particular thing was. And I said, my part was as a victim. And said, said, well, you'll lose your women audience right. if you say it so you you know we need to get deeper into that mm-hmm. and i and i did and as a result the book was pretty good was it hard for you to go deep in the book no emotionally well yes okay. yes spiritually because, if you if you write your story your memoir mm-hmm. um you will experience every emotion that you did at the time right. in writing it so there were some things that were very difficult for me to revisit, and um, but I but I enjoyed doing it. Right. And when you do write a memoir, and people read it, and you're on social media, and I am, and I you know, and I've got I mean I've got like twenty five thousand followers on Facebook, and and people say, well. Jack, if you would just write my story, mm. we could make a movie out of it, make millions. And of course, I, one of the things I do do is write people's memoirs. Right. I've written eight of them. Oh, wow. And uh, which is kind of fun. How do you choose which ones you're going to write? Um, the ones that are willing to pay me is how I make the choice. Okay. That, that makes <laughs> perfect it's, sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it's essentially my gainful employment. Right. And um, I've written four for women, mm-hmm. which is interesting it because is. I have to kind of get into the mindset of how a woman would think. Right. And that's not always the easiest thing for a man to do, as <laughs> all women know. Right. I don't think it's easy at all, ever, <laughs> for a man to get into a woman's mind. Yeah. It's hard for a woman to get in her own mind half I, the time. I'm, I'm familiar with that one, mm-hmm. too. And so at any rate, I had this, uh, uh, so I have people that, you know, that routinely that ask me about writing a book. And one of my friends here in in Atlanta um, that I've known a long time said, Jack, I really want to talk to you. I've got, you know, so I met her at Starbucks Mm -hmm. and, and, and she wanted me to write her book on spec, which I, I don't do. Right. And, um, but she started telling me the story and it ended up being the three commas club. And I did write it because it needed to be told. Right. Yes. So, and the three commas club means, uh, if you have three commas in your net worth, then you're a billionaire. Right. So this is a club for billionaires and they don't don't just have their wealth in common mm-hmm. they have the exploitation sexual exploitation right. of young women mm-hmm. and she was married to a guy that was the uh, essentially the right hand man of uh the main villain in the three commas right, club right. i call him um Magnus Rich. It's not his real name. We have to take a break. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about your new book, The Three Comic Clubs. Don't be, don't go away. We'll be right back here on the Christian View.
Hi, and welcome back to The Christian View. We're talking today with Jack Watts. Thank you again for being here today. He's written a great book called The Three Comic Club, a true story of sex trafficking, pedophilia, and murder. How did you get involved in writing this book? It's a true story. How did you get involved in writing it? Well, as I was saying, I went and met this friend of mine at Starbucks, and she started um, telling me the story. And uh, the reason that she decided to open up is uh, she had just seen on the news where Jeffrey Epstein had been um, arrested when he came back from Paris. And the news stories that were coming out about what happened, what, what his little empire down there um, in St. Thomas was like, she, she was like, oh my gosh, I was involved in something that was almost exactly the same thing. Right. So uh, she told me specifically that uh, one time she, she worked for this restaurant and it was a really nice five-star restaurant and the way that they uh, got sex trafficked these girls was that the owner of it um, had a woman, he had a family. Mm-hmm. Right. But he had a woman who he gave an engagement ring to, and she looked in the Florida panhandle for girls mm. who were pretty but but loose right. and, and, I, and what I mean loose I don't mean morally loose I mean that they, they weren't connected they were runaways and, right. and things like that and then she'd say oh Trudy you're so pretty you should be a model mm-hmm. I think you'd be a perfect or, you know what you could be a movie star and I can help mm-hmm. you make your dream come true what we would like for you to do is meet all of these rich mm, people right. down on St. Thomas, put them in a car, drive them to a private airport where a plane was inside, and they would fly these girls down to St. Thomas. And St. Thomas, just by the way, for all of these pedophilia things, St. Thomas is the hub mm. because Charlotte Amelie Airport is the only one that has a runway long right. enough for their private jets to come in. Interesting. Yeah. You know, Jack, when you were writing this and listening to her story, did you, did you, were you ever fearful about helping her share the story? No. Not, no. Not at all? No. Okay. <laughs> not, not a chance. Right. This was a, it was a righteous thing to do. Right. And I knew that it was righteous immediately. Mm-hmm. So um, then... She she got into everything about it, and I don't guess we have time to go into that part of it. Right. But um, she saw where one of the girls had um, been murdered. Mm. And that's when uh, her husband beat her up badly. The woman in the story. Yes. Okay. Uh, Emily, my friend, right, and uh, took her to a hospital, but not to the ER. They patched her up inside a hospital where she went into a door that you know that wasn't an entrance. They paid the people in mm-hmm. cash, and I mean, just bad stuff. She came out, and um, she said, "I just have to get this off my chest." And so we made um, a commitment to write this book, and I started writing it. Then. 
Jeffrey Epstein ends up dying mysteriously. Right, right. And uh, from her perspective, he was murdered. Mm. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not going to have any part in it. So she was fearful, right? No. Terrified. Right, right. I said, and she said, you need to just stop writing it. But I'd made a commitment to do this, Mm -hmm. and it was like, here's something you need to know about pedophiles. They don't change. Right. They never change. Mm -hmm. These are the people that when you're talking about Romans 1, where God gave them over to a depraved Mm -hmm. mind, those are the people. They are never repentant. They do it until they're stopped. And when they never are stopped... Just look at this list of Epstein's. It's right, never right. become private. Why? Because it's the three commas club. They're billionaires, mm-hmm. all of them. And they really essentially control what the undergirding of this of this whole nation. Is it still, I mean, can you, do you still see signs that it's going on today? Is it getting well, of course worse? It is. Is it getting, it's worse. Yeah. And how so? Like, how do you, what do you see happening well, over the southern border, that's where they're right now, where they're bringing all of these girls and mm-hmm. um, involved in the sex trafficking are institutions of the federal government. Right. And, I mean, you want me to say who they are or not? No. Okay. Um, say it in a roundabout way. The agency that's supposed to protect children doesn't. Okay. Nor... Do intelligence agencies? Mm-hmm. They provide this. Enough said about that. Any rate, when um, she wanted me to stop writing it, but I continued to do so because I thought that the victims needed to have a voice. Right. And uh, when I when I finished doing it, um, I had a friend who was in in Georgia politics, mm-hmm. and I showed it to her, and she and she said. You need to talk to somebody in law enforcement. So she called. I should. Uh, she called the U.S. attorney. Right. And when you when you say the U.S. attorney, that's the number one law enforcement officer in the state federal. Absolutely. You know what? We got to take a short break. Okay. Hold that thought. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. More with the three commas with Jack Watts. Don't go away. Welcome back to The Christian View. We're talking with Jack Watts about the Three Comma Club. It's an interesting and amazing story, but it's a true story. But when we went to break, you talked about law enforcement and how you were trying to get help. Let's take off. Let's start there. Well, I I had an extensive conversation on the phone with the uh, U.S. attorney. And he said, I want you to talk to the FBI. So um, he set up a situation where I went and I had a two-hour sit-down interview with two FBI agents. Um, And they never did anything. Now, when I went, I had the belief, the conviction that the FBI would do something right. about this because these are exploited girls. Absolutely. And just by the way, um, when they would take them, since they were going um, from an airport 
in the United States to St. Thomas, since St. Thomas is part of the United States, they didn't have to have passports. They didn't have to go through customs. So this made it so easy for them to do these things. And there are Mm. girls that are murdered and missing. And I don't think that it's being taken care of. I know it's not being taken care of. It's not being taken seriously. It's it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you've got if you've got daughters, I've got four daughters. Yes. You know, this is not something that this isn't okay. Right. And it isn't okay for Christian people to turn their heads with things that are this horrible. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, Emily uh, wanted nothing to do with it. She is a uh, broken person. Right. But when I when I did this uh, before I put it out, number one, I have a version that has all of the correct names in it. But I obscured it by making um, different places and different names for one reason. I wanted to live. Right, right. And I didn't want to be, you know, but also um, on social media, I went back 10 years Mm -hmm. and took off every picture of every family member that I had. So it looks like I'm somebody who is family-less. Right. Which is so not the truth. Which is not true. Not I got, truth. you know... Um, 11 grandkids. 11, 11 grandkids and two great-grandkids. And five kids. Five children. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking up the statistics, and it says more than 2.7 million people are trafficked worldwide. I mean, 2.7 million. And that's probably, you know, not the right number. But I can't imagine. It says Very 7 low. in 10 girls. And then there are a few boys that are sex trafficked. But... The numbers are just climbing. It's out of control. Um, Here's something that a girl who is 10 or 11 prepubescent mm-hmm. is worth three times as much as one who is a couple of years older. Right. And the value to these depraved people. So this is this is as bad, and, and that anybody that you know comes out and say I'm going to really take care of 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 the problem with this, um, they're they're marked. Right, right. Because there are, there are people that have a vested interest in perpetuating this. Mm. You know, I want to give the number real quick. This is a hotline number for anybody that you feel is being sex trafficked, or if you're being sex trafficked, it's eight 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 three seven three. 7888. It's open 24-7. You can call that number. It's 888-373-7888. And there is help that you can call and you can get this help. You know, Jack, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. So what can we do as the body of Christ to help with the sex trafficking, everything that's going on behind the scenes that's destroying our little girls and our little boys? Well, to begin with, um, don't be so holier than thou that you aren't willing to address it's always amazed me um christians all christians know that people are sinful right that our natures are sinful Mm -hmm. but they're always shocked when people do sinful things right how does that work (laughs) 
Why do you think that is? Do you think we're judgmental? What do you think uh, we, you know, live in a box? What do you think? How do you think? Why do they you don't want to deal with it. Right. The, you know, um, out of sight. I don't want to know about this stuff. And that's exactly the wrong thing. Right. Uh, this is something that people absolutely positively need to address. And, and, and with their own girls, mm-hmm. particularly the girls, but boys too, you're right. Make sure that no matter what, you talk to them right. and you don't like say, okay, you want to run away? You know, there's the door. Don't let you hit it, you know, as you're going out. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. Right. Absolutely because not. a lot of times you never see them again. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a seven-year-old girl, and I talk to her often. I'm like, never go with strangers. Life is never that bad that you need to leave home. You know, always make sure you talk to someone. If someone talks to you inappropriately, if they touch you inappropriately, if they act inappropriately, make sure you talk to an adult that you trust. Well, the, this isn't where they act inappropriately. They seduce them mm-hmm. with, with, we're going to make you everything that you've ever right. dreamed that you could be. And young girls, you know, if you're 15 years old mm-hmm. and, and you're not wanted at home and somebody tells you that, that's a very easy Absolutely. sale to make. Absolutely. And particularly with people who are dripping with jewelry mm-hmm. and wealth and, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this and that for you and, you know, your life's going to be wonderful. Once they get there, uh, they're, you know, they're confined until they and. and they don't have really don't have a choice. They become prisoners in their minds more than um, being locked up, not chained. But, you right. know, they, they're terrified. Right. Right. And in that so they do what they're told right. to do. Yes. Out of fear. Out of fear. And that creates depression, anxiety, PTSD. I mean, all those things come out of the isolation that they're put into. Yes. So as believers, you know, what do we do? We gotta, we've got to stop being fearful, right? Uh, yes, and, and I'm thinking that, uh, that churches need to be way more accepting of um, people who've had, uh, who are really coming out, out of this because it's, you know, the, what they have experienced are things that, I mean, all women know what it's like to have, you know, have a fight with their with, with a man, or you know, and right. you know they don't agree with you about this, that, and the other. But they don't know have experience with real depravity, right? Absolutely. Real depravity. Yes. yes. And and this is what this is full of. So we need to talk about it more. We need to be afraid not to talk about it, and right. we need to be not afraid to embrace those who are coming out of it. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with here with the Christian View. Don't go away. And welcome back to The Christian View. We've had a great discussion today with Jack Watts on The Three Comma Club, a true story of sex trafficking, paraphernalia, and murder. I want to give this number one more time. It's 888-373-7888. Call that number if you feel like anybody is being sex trafficked or if you are. And make sure you follow Jack Watts on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and you can get all of his books on Amazon. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.